Welcome back, boys and girls. Deniable Assets is back with a new season of show and more knowledge to drop. And hopefully this time we won't be rudely interrupted by mercs looking to make good on some old runner's revenge. Speaking of, where's the girl? She's in the trailer out back. Why? You put her in that ratty trailer? Now hold on a minute. I didn't put her anywhere. I gave her the loft bedroom upstairs above the shop. She just up and moved all of her stuff into that trailer the other day. She only leaves that thing to come to the kitchen and use the bathroom. Also, I don't think she knows how to cook. What makes you say that? Because she just started munching on a dried block of ramen yesterday. She didn't soak it. She didn't even flavor it with the crappy chicken powder. Just, like, chewed on it. That is something. So I was going to ask, um, you think we could cook something tonight? You just want me to make chili again. Oh, come on. It's been like a year since you made any. It's been two months. Okay. If not for me, just think of the cipher. Lisa is covering extra shifts at the hospital tonight. Fine, sure, I'll make some chili. Yes! But let's get back to the topic. This isn't Deniable Assets cooking. Uh, uh, ooh. What if it was, though? We can make a spinoff show. No. Today we're going to be talking about something each and every one of us in the shadow community has to deal with on a daily basis. The law. Yes, it is inevitable that if you run in the shadows, you will wind up on the wrong side of the law. If you haven't had to run from the Knights or the Star at least once in your shadow running career, well, you're probably doing it wrong. Or maybe you're doing it right. You know what? Call me. I want to hear that story. Night Errant, Lone Star. These are just two of the multitude of law enforcement organizations throughout the world. These two just happen to be two of the largest. Night Errant is a subsidiary of Ares Macro Technology. Lone Star is an independent corporation which likes to pride itself on old-world judicial sensibilities. Clean knows a few things about them. I've made no secret that my father was a Lone Star SWAT officer when I was growing up in DFW. I've been on tours of the precinct houses where he worked, and yes, even the parts that were technically off-limits to visitors, because my dad was able to get me back there. I wanted to be a police officer when I grew up, believe it or not. But I also wanted to be a firefighter. And a ninja. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, life happened and those dreams died. But I do know a thing or two about Lone Star and how they operate. Because of the access I was granted when I was younger. That's not to say they haven't changed up a few things. But I can be fairly confident when I enter a territory patrolled by the star. I can avoid their eyes for a while. Night Aaron and Lone Star aren't the only law enforcement corps out there. To be perfectly honest, of those two, only Lone Star can really be called a law enforcement agency. They begin with police work at their original mission statement. Night Errant was a private security firm. They adopted law enforcement later on. But like I said, these aren't the only two. No. Other major security firms include Sakura Security. They have a large presence in Japan, color me shocked. The German security company Sternschutz, which is a giant in its own right. 
Esprit Industries based out of France, which is a subsidiary of As Technology, just so you know. There are also Mitsuhama's two companies, Parashield and Petrovsky Security. These are the big players on the stage of security in the sixth world, but they aren't the only ones. Here are two examples of small fish that have a rather loyal employers. The Rotten Apple of New York City is protected by NYPD Inc. Because of the nature of the MDC, the corporations still have their extraterritorial status, but they cooperate heavily with the NYPD since they are themselves a founding member of the MDC. Down in the scratched pearl of the South Pacific, the Hong Kong Police Department is the primary public security provider for the Free Enterprise Zone. I'm not going to lie, chums. My knowledge of them and how they operate is very limited. I've never spoken with my runner friends that have run in Hong Kong about the HKPD, but I'm sure it would be unfair to base any knowledge of them off of the late 20th Hong Kong action flicks, even if they are pretty freaking sweet. Hey, didn't Opti run in Hong Kong for a little bit? Yeah, he's been. Well, I have to ask him about that. So... These are some of the private security companies that basically just act as an extension for the corporations to oppress the masses. But you might actually be surprised to discover that corporate security doesn't cover everything in the world. I'm from a small town near the Assi border in Texas. They don't have a private security contract. They have a legitimate, honest to ghost, sheriff. Elected in everything. He's got like six deputies and they have no corporate affiliations whatsoever. They are Nolan County Sheriffs. It wasn't until I was 15 that I even saw my first corporate police officer. Many towns and small cities, speaking of North America, can't afford the massive rates of these corporate security providers, so they still employ public servants, appointed police chiefs and elected sheriffs with the power to deputize citizens to aid in times of crisis. The UCAS federal government even maintains its own security departments, the FBI, DEA, ATF, CIA, NSA. I know I'm throwing a lot of letters at you, but these organizations are not private entities. They are government institutions paid for with taxes from the public. So they answer to their master, the federal government, who in theory must answer to their masters, the people. Doesn't always work that way, but I suppose it's better than nothing. So you're probably wondering, how does this affect me? Why do I need to know all these fancy acronyms to avoid the fuzz? To quote a famous 20th century cartoon, knowing is half the battle. Just like in gang territory, knowing who controls what and where can be the difference between a walk in the park or a sprint through hell. And the police are the descendants of some of the oldest street gangs in the world. Don't think they won't frag you kiddos. I know some of you listening are probably not the planning type. You like action. You want the thrill of flying by the seat of your pants into a job you know little to nothing about with only the thoughts of that sweet, sweet payday keeping you warm at night. We well, probably won't live long. But let this be a plea from one adrenaline junkie to another. Stop and think before you just roll willy-nilly through some back alley or open streets. Contracts and sprawls change hands almost at the drop of a hat. One day, you can enter a neighborhood and be as unknown as the next sinless. And the next day, that same neighborhood is gunning for you because of something you did five years ago. 
And don't think that these private corps forget either. When you get flagged by one precinct in Seattle, you can bet your bottom dollar that all the other precincts around the world are going to know about it too. The private firms are good about sharing information internally. So if you piss off the Knights in Seattle, don't go running to Detroit to lay low. That's their home turf, and they will know what you did when your face pops up on the scam. But their privatization does give us runners an advantage over these spooky corporate cops. They may like to share info with themselves, but they will go out of their way to keep that information to themselves, just so their competition doesn't get their hands on it. The Knights and the Star, they don't talk to each other. So if you're wanted by the Knights in one neighborhood, all you have to do is get to a place patrolled by the Star. The Knights won't follow, and the Star's got no clue probably what you did to piss the Knights off. Also, they aren't going to cooperate with their rivals because why would they? Jurisdiction is a big saving grace for Shadowrunners. It can buy you time or even save you skin. But there is a way it can bite you. Remember all those fancy acronyms? Well, they don't have contractual boundaries like the corpse. They have policing power within national borders. And it's not uncommon for different nations to work together to bring down criminal elements. Happens all the time. The Drug Enforcement Agency often works alongside the FBI and local law enforcement to bust up drug rings. And Interpol will work closely with almost any jurisdiction to bring international criminals to justice. These are also some of the people who hunt the real monsters of the world. Serial killers, war criminals, mass murderers, the boogeymen that the media gives a face to so that they can sell their private security companies' contracts to even more people. Except these organizations hunt these people and bring them in because it's the right thing to do, not because they make a buck off of it. As Shadowrunners, it can be really easy for us to drek all over police, both public and private, and that drek isn't completely unwarranted. Night Aaron is very shoot-first, asked questions, well, never when it comes to Shadowrun and Sinless, and much of Lone Star's old-world sensibilities involve a good old-fashioned beatdown. I've gotten my hoop whooped so many times by Lone Star, personally, I think I deserve a medal. But we must acknowledge that not everyone in these private organizations is out to fulfill some corporate thug power fantasy. I know my dad wasn't. He became an officer for Lone Star after his brother and sister were killed in crossfire of a gang war in Arlington, Texas. Not every private security cop is out to climb the corporate ladder at the expense of human decency, and not every public servant is the next Elliot Ness looking to keep the people safe from the predators in the shadows. We're not here to change your opinion of the law. We're just here to give you the word. What you do with it, that's up to you, chums. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to some chili. Clean, you should find everything you need is already in the kitchen. You planned this, didn't you? That's all for this episode of your probably second or third favorite podcast. And I've been Wolf. And I'm Mr. Clean. And this has been Deniable Assets. Good night. Good running, chummers. The music for Deniable Assets is written and performed by Johnny and the Meltdowns. Support Deniable Assets team by donating to our Patreon. Email us at realdeniableassets at gmail.com. And follow us on Facebook at the Deniable Assets page. 
Mr. Clean looks at the small toe-behind trailer, noting the little slivers of soft blue light that manage to peek out from behind the blankets and cloth-covered windows. He grimaces at the rusty exterior, wondering what condition the interior of the old travel trailer is in. He lights a cigarette and takes a long drag before finding a small thumb-sized rock besides the patio slab. He throws it at the door to the trailer and it pings off with a loud, sharp noise. After a moment, the door creaks open and half a face peers out at him. Blue light floods out into the dim backyard. Mr. Clean takes another drag from his cigarette and nods his head back towards the kitchen, indicating her to follow. Mr. Clean periodically stirs a pot. Wolf, Carlos, and Enigma sit at the table talking as Mr. Clean sets bowls of chili before each of them. Cypher, deciding that she would like something more substantial than nutrient bars for one evening, decide to join them. 